This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends? And welcome to the Yob ConvoCast conversations with all the best people on the planet. None greater than today's guest, <laughs> as I'm sure he would humbly confess. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. I haven't seen him in even longer because he, shocker, was not present at this year's Yabbers Retreat. We're going to get into all of that here and much more. It's our other brother, Marshall. What's up, Marshall? Hey, Tom. Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you. Marshall, you know, I was just thinking as I flipped the hourglass, were you the one that I debuted the hourglass with, the Yab hourglass? Yes, and I made the comment about the infamous <laughs> the show. Yes, that's right. Yes. As I was as I was thinking about this conversation today, I was like, I'm pretty sure Marshall was the one that I kicked off the Yob Hourglass with the the thing that brings terror and dread and anxiety into people's hearts as they see the sand passing with every passing second. <laughs> so I'm excited to to get to catch up with you. Um, let's just get right to it because we had a retreat, Marshall, a couple months ago. And up yes. until up until this retreat, you had been present at every single one. So it felt criminal. It felt criminal that you were <laughs> not there. It was so sad. Mm. Well, I'm I'm sad about missing it too. Believe me, I wanted to be there, and I would have been there if I could have. Um, I was not permitted to uh, take the time off work, and uh, because of that, I couldn't get there. <laughs> Is that a hate crime that they didn't let you take off for this uh, retreat? <laughs> There's just a policy at work where they, uh, you know, I, I work at a pharmaceutical manufacturing site. And if if there is uh, more than the certain number of people off, uh, they won't let any more off because, um, you know, they have to have people to cover to do the job. Um, so it, it was just some other people had already uh, requested the time off and they mm. I tried to negotiate with them and they said, nope, I'm not. <laughs> so I got to. Uh, you know, I just was blocked from it. But, you know, uh, most years I can do it. Um, but this particular one was a problem. The hope is because a lot of these retreats sometimes get planned with only a few months notice. And so the hope, if Tom gets all of his ducks in a row, is or sparrows in a row, whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. uh, waterfowl or airfowl in a row, um, that hopefully these retreats can be planned many more months in advance. And then hopefully that's more conducive to scheduling in a situation much yes. like yours. So that is the hope moving forward for this year and evermore. So so stay tuned. Yes. But I was sad. It was sad to like look around and we had so many people. It was really bizarre, Marshall, because I don't know if you know who showed up to that retreat, but we had such a mix of people from retreats past that I didn't expect to see at a retreat again. And then and then fixtures like yourself who were not there. And so it was a very strange it was the best of both worlds, like in the sense that we had a lot of new people, a lot of people from years ago, pre-COVID that attended, and then, um, but then you weren't there. But but I will say that one of your good friends who lives near you, he came to the retreat, and he is such a lovely human because um, I'm gonna just give him a little affirmation. I won't mention his name or anything, mm. but like he came to the retreat, and he's just always so real, so vulnerable, and open with us, and basically saying that he has no more family left in this life and that we are his family and that he treats these events like his 
like his family reunions or his things that have to be attended to. And it was just so great. It was so great to hear that from him um, as somebody older, a little further along. And um, as always at these events, we always have a good cross section of older, younger, single married. Um, this year we were able to have international people again after a, a break from that last year with COVID. And so it was just really, it was a really great event, but, but we missed you. We missed you, Marshall. Thanks. Well, I definitely missed everybody there too. And uh, yeah, I, appreciate the way everyone is treating uh, my friend well um i've known him for ooh <laughs> probably about 30 years 30 <laughs> and, years uh, i would let's see it was about 1990 so yeah that would be over 30 years over 30 yeah so yes i can honestly say i've not known anybody for 30 years unless you count my family <laughs> yes um but anyway yeah we, um this guy and i have definitely had many in-depth conversations about, uh, you know, same-sex attraction, dealing with it as a Christian. And, you know, I've, we've both uh, seen each other in difficult places and in, you know, successful, strong places, both. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's been a, a good friendship overall. Um, but like I said, I've, um, I'm certainly glad that you all were uh, treating him well. We were, we treated him well and, he certainly treated us well. It was just so, so great. So great to have. Um, you're part of the country represented, even if you couldn't be there. You're, you're part of the country was represented and you're a little bit of your life too. Mm -hmm. That's that's really cool. Like over 30 years to share, it kind of segues a little bit into what I wanted to talk to you today about yes. like the seasons of life and how people come or people go or people change because inevitably over 30 years, um, yeah, you're going to see lots of people come and go and different um, statuses of relationships change. Um, and you wrote a blog, which, um, well, a Marshall, good job. I was like, I hope Marshall still wants to blog because I miss his input. I miss his stories. Um, cause mm. it had been a while. It had been a while since your last blog. So, so you wrote a blog about, uh, a really good friend of yours who you mentioned on this podcast and you've blogged about him before. Um, but he got married he got married recently. Uh, so you talked about like having a conversation with him, interaction with him, and and then an interaction with another married friend. And so we'll link your blog uh, to the episode notes if people want to check it out and not only hear your voice today, but also read your words if they missed it on our on our blog. But I think a big part of that blog, which I wanted to explore a little more, was just the fact that um, that inevitably, yeah, when you stay up somewhere and when you make relationships with people, friendships with people. Um, and particularly men or women for that matter, but in this case, men um, who get married, who move on to a new season of their lives, it inevitably will affect how your relationship continues forward. It doesn't mean it's going to be a bad thing per se, or or it doesn't have to be a, a relationship ending thing per se, but it's going to be different, which I think you've learned over the years. And so I just want to like glean from you whatever... Um, whatever wisdom you've gained or whatever experiences you've gained, just because I'm sure you've seen many a friend get married and, uh, and move on to a new season of life and how that, how that can affect you as, a, as someone who is continuing to follow Jesus as a single person. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I've said before, when I've talked about issues related to this it is just that, yeah, it, there can be a certain amount of pain because you realize, uh, you know, I'm not going to see my one friend, James, who's, he doesn't mind me mentioning his real name. And, uh, 
I was saying, you don't want to give stories him, about him. I was like, you don't want to give him a fun alias. You don't want to call him Geraldo or I don't know, some, some other name. <laughs> James. We'll just no, call him James. Uh, I just, well, it's easier to keep track of it that way. Uh, I don't know how true. to say it other than. I use, I use aliases when all, when I write all of my posts and I'll, I'll be honest, yeah. sometimes I have to go back to previous posts and like make sure I'm being consistent with, wait, what did I call that mm. friend? I should have some sort of a system for how I refer to people in my life, but I, I kind of didn't. Yes. <laughs> I I'm really careful about pretty much everybody except for James. He's, he made it really clear. Go ahead. Say my name. Okay. Talk, tell all about me. It's okay. Shout out to James. <laughs> and um, you know, I actually do have one other friend that, well, no, he doesn't know. I won't say his name only because he doesn't know. Let's uh, call him Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I guess we'll say Geraldo. That's it for, for what it's worth. All right. Okay. What about Geraldo? No. Well, okay. Geraldo is someone that uh, was also a housemate of mine recently. He's uh, younger. He's about 26 right now. Um, he just got married. You don't know about this. Well, in fact, I haven't really said much publicly, uh, unless someone has looked at my Facebook and noticed, um, you know, right at the end of December, uh, he got married and, uh, he was, uh, is actually still a very good friend and, uh, believe it or not, uh, still lives in the same house with me. We've got an interesting arrangement here. We've got, you know, James, and his new wife, Maddie, um, they live in the, uh, you know, the master bedroom upstairs um, in this house. And then um, Geraldo and his wife, um, they live in another bedroom in the house upstairs. <laughs> and I live in a basement bedroom. But the point is Community that uh, living. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it that way. But uh, part of what's going on is just Washington, D.C. general area. Uh, the price of housing is really high and um, roommate situations like this are actually more common than you would expect um, because it just costs so much to, um, you know, live almost anywhere. Um, but we're intentionally doing this though, because um, we certainly want to, uh, as Christians, encourage each other, help each other in times of difficulty and, you know, spur each other on to accomplish things. So it's, it's good. And uh, so I am definitely able to maintain a friendship with, uh, you know, James Geraldo <laughs> and uh, their wives. I've actually gotten to be relatively good friend with, especially Geraldo's wife. Um, I could tell stories there, but uh, that's been a really good uh, situation for me. And Maddie also, are the, this is sort of like a tangent, but are those women, are they like aware of your story? Definitely Maddie is. Um, I have not told Geraldo's wife. Okay. I would guess she knows, but I haven't specifically talked to her yeah, about yeah. it. Um, Maddie I was going to say, because I've heard from other friends who, you know, are able to have, I was actually just having a conversation. It's so funny that this comes up. I was just having a conversation the other day um, with somebody in our community and he's really good friends with a married woman and there's no like issues of jealousy or or weird vibes like mm -hmm. with the husband because the, he's fully open about his story. He's not attracted to her. He's not attracted to right. women at all. And it just kind of creates this like awesome, safe friendship that may or may not have been there. Like it's not to say that you can't be friends with a married woman if you're a male, but it could present mm -hmm. challenges if you are also straight. And and who knows? Like it, there's there's conversations maybe to be had there that um, that maybe 
guys in our situation don't have to worry about as much. Not not always. Yeah, well, maybe not um, as much. Basically, the the guys <laughs> that I've mentioned are not concerned about me because um, you know I yeah. have been. Well, let's just say that I'm old enough to be their father in both cases, and you know, just I'm not exactly a um, a threat. <laughs> so anyway, you you would be a catch, Marshall. You would be a catch. You have oh, well, a, thank you. You have a, an empathy and a caring. Like even I've mentioned, I've affirmed your voice before, haven't I? That you have a really just yes, pleasant, thank you, pleasant voice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's a crime that you're not on this podcast more often, honestly. <laughs> oh, I would be glad to. We'll, we'll we have talk to about that. we have to work out your schedule, Marshall, because I can't keep up right. with the the work hours that you put in. Like, God bless you. I hope I have to tell you this every time. I hope, as an enneagram too, that you are taking care of yourself. That you're you do, oh. you do so much for everyone else. I hope you're taking care of yourself. No, that is a constant issue for me because, and maybe well, I'll just be honest about the whole thing. Let it rip. Um, the, sand, the sand is running out. Let's go. Get it oh, out. I see it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I have a need to be needed as most uh, Enneagram twos would say. And um, it happens at work. Um, I end up in a position where um, they need me. Uh, I've uh, gotten into a particular specialty um, dealing with a certain type of equipment where when things go wrong, I'm the one that has a reputation of being able to fix it the best and the fastest. And, you know, some of my technical writing too, they, that's been important. It's a long story, but a lot of technical writing is needed. And so um, they, they've become very dependent on me. And so I end up working long hours, but um, I actually like them being dependent on me. It's probably not a good thing necessarily, but it's, that could be a strength or a weakness. Um, and sometimes I can get that way in a friendship. I, I don't deliberately try to manipulate people into that position, but I really appreciate it when people need me and I'm able to do something or give something, love, care, whatever, that makes a big difference to whoever else is involved. Like I said, that sort of happens with employers, but it definitely happens with friends that I, mm -hmm. um, you know, there is a close bond between me and several friends. And, um, you know, I love that and I need that. <laughs> and I'm very grateful God has blessed me with some of the friends that he has. I mean, my friendships aren't perfect. Um, I've, uh, you know, had my share of arguments. Um, if you know James at all and you know me at all, we, we have definitely argued over things in the past. But uh, we've ended up, you know, better friends because of it. And I think that happens a lot in my friendships is that, um, you know, because of the closeness there, you end up in arguments and the way you resolve your conflicts can actually lead to a stronger friendship because it builds a type of trust where they know that even if you've had a conflict, um, you, it matters enough to me, Marshall, <laughs> to want to resolve the conflict that they know that I genuinely care that I don't want to lose a friendship. And so people kind of trust me in a way that they wouldn't if I had never been through a conflict with them. And so um, that happens in pretty much all my closer friendships. That is the, yeah, that is like the hidden blessing of conflict. Like when you, mm -hmm. and I'm struggling, I struggle with conflict as a very passive person, I would say. Um, so at the time, like when you go through a conflict with somebody, it can feel devastating, especially being yes. like this 
sensitive, emotional, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners can resonate with. Like that can be, it can feel like the end of the world depending on certain friendships. Um, and yet I guess the flip side of it from what I'm hearing and, and I can resonate too, is the, the sense that if you're able to work through the conflict and talk it out and figure out boundaries or whatever, you know, whatever needs to be addressed, like it really does reinforce um, those relationships moving forward that when other conflicts come, because they will, um, right. that there's, that there's more of a foundation for it to stand upon. It sounds like, sounds like with James, like I have a unique vantage point because I know James, I've met him. I've yes. gotten to hang out with you guys there in the, what do they call it? The DMV in the DMV. Yes. Um, I've gotten to hang out with you guys. So it's really interesting. This is like a cool conversation to have. Cause I, it's not, you're not just speaking about some random person in your life that I have no idea. Mm what they look like or what their personality is or how they speak or how they speak with you. Um, you know, I've gotten a little snapshot of that from, from hanging out with you guys. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm curious, just kind of what are, what are some of the emotions that, uh, when that wedding day, it's been, it's been a little bit now, it's been, I guess, a few months. Like, yeah. How, uh, how were you holding up as that was all unfolding? Cause you were, you were a groomsman, right? We had a podcast episode. Oh, yes. where you talked about being a groomsman. So this is a nice little follow-up from that. Last well, I was, I was very grateful to be there. Um, I was very happy for James. I mean, he definitely married the right woman. <laughs> um, no question about that. You didn't say I object. No, 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 if no. If they even do no, that it was, anymore. <laughs> yeah, the, the question was not publicly asked, but if it had been, I certainly would not have objected. Um, but yeah, they. Um, I was just very happy for him because he was happy. And maybe that's being a two, but some of it is just being a Christian. Mm -hmm. It's good to rejoice with others who are rejoicing. Um, and, sure. you know, when someone is mourning, of course, to mourn with them also. And that's, um, you know, what I was doing, definitely rejoicing with James and Maddie. And I uh, was just so happy to see them blessed in that way. Um, they're, uh, I don't know how to say it. Um, well, if you know James, you would understand what I mean. Um, I overheard one of the um, family members of the uh, bride made the comment, oh, they're Ken and Barbie. <laughs> I had to laugh at that. I've seen pictures. They are they are very beautiful. They're a beautiful couple. I in agree. Every they sense are. Of the word. They I are. haven't met I haven't met what's her face, but I assume Maddie. I assume if uh, you speak so highly of her, I assume she must be as beautiful on the inside as she is on the out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's. I don't know if she's an Enneagram too, but close to it. Um, she loves, uh, she loves animals like James does. And so she's got, they've got like five dogs in between the two of them. And I don't know how oh many gosh. cats <laughs> they're just. Cause you have like they, a farm. You basically have a farm, right? Yes. I still haven't seen where you oh, live, yes. but. You are day. welcome anytime. Yeah. One you day. Will, uh, and you know, we can work that out somehow I'm sure. But the point is that, uh, you know, she, shows a lot of care for the animals under her care, but more than that, she just, she cares about people too. I mean, they don't have obviously a little early for them to have children. They don't have children, but um, you could tell she would be a good mother when, if, or when that happens. Um, she just has a very uh, caring attitude toward others, but yet um, very uh, clear about her standards too. She's not, uh, um, I don't know how to say it. Um, She's certainly not a, uh, she didn't do anything halfway. <laughs> so it's good. And that, that fits well with James. I'll put it that way. Uh, neither one of them do anything halfway. Um, so anyway, it, uh, it's just been good to see some of that. And um, 
my other friend, Geraldo, he's, <laughs> it's funny, I would say he's one who would, who regularly hugs. Uh, he's a uh, ENFP, self-confessed. Um, I would say probably Enneagram four, uh, my other friend, Geraldo, that is. Um, and he is um, just a very emotional person and a, and a very, um, he shows a lot of uh, care toward me and always has. He still does after he's married and you know, living in the same house, but he's still that way. He still hugs me, expresses genuine, heartfelt affection, which, I mean, that's true of James too, but uh, it's true. Well, of, I was going to uh, ask, I was going to ask if James, it, it, like what's different, what's different after marriage? Because I'm sure, I'm sure the vibe is different, but you live in the same house. So you're not like necessarily seeing each other less. So I'm yeah, um, I don't know how to say it. Um, he's very motivated to accomplish things in his life. He's not on his guard the way he once was because um, he was always having to watch out for whatever certain uh, women being uh, hitting on him or whatever. And that is no longer an issue. And so he's, he's using a lot of his, he's not, uh, how would I say it? always having to do things to prove that he's not interested. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say all this stuff, but he gave me permission. Um, I'm going to say, Marshall, this is on you. If this gets back to James and he's upset, like, <laughs> oh, I'm it's fine. You, it's fine. I'm going to let you handle that. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's not anything that I wouldn't and probably have already said in front of his face. Um, but the point I'm making though, is just that um, he's a lot more able to focus on what he's trying to accomplish, which is organizing um, everyone to make something out of this farm. <laughs> and uh, that's actually going well. There's just a lot more cooperation. And um, I don't know how to say it. Uh, some of the more cooperative people were the ones that were kind of in the background before, but they're not anymore. And so it's, it's just good to see, uh, like I said, him accomplishing more things because he doesn't have the distractions in some ways. But yet, you know, he does have, um, you know, the woman that he's been in love with, he's married to now. So he's, that's like I said, he's just, he's happy. Yeah. Here's, so I'm trying to get to juicier conversations here. So I'm trying oh, to figure out, okay. I'm trying to figure out if you didn't live in the same house as him, if you lived like 30 minutes apart or 20 minutes apart, do you feel like your friendship with him would be in a vastly different place because you're just not having the same level of access to him that you had previously. Like if you had lived together and then he got married and then moved away 30 minutes away or an hour away or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, like I'm trying to get to the the crux of the matter is like when someone yeah. gets married, how does your relationship change in a negative way? Um, yeah. That's what um, I'm trying to figure it, out. Well, it, it would definitely change in some ways, but we would still definitely be friends. Um, I don't know how to say it. I, He's definitely had more of an influence over me than most people in this world. Um, and I don't know if he'd say that about me, probably, <laughs> uh, but he's, I've definitely had a big influence on him. So we would be working together on something. That's how we share in fellowship or whatever his, whatever you want to call it, uh, love language is, you know, if I'm serving on some project, I guess that would be, uh, what's the term there? Um, Acts, acts of, of service, service. Mm -hmm. yeah he really appreciates that and um so the point is that i would be 
joining in in something somewhere. So I would get to see him doing that, but um, I would be seeing him less. And I, you know, appreciate the fact that I'm right around and, you know, there are a lot of obvious acts of service I can be doing right now. So it's, it's good. I love and appreciate that. Um, the one friend that I did mention uh, in the blog, Ben is um, he is someone who, uh, you know, is, you know, has shown me a lot of care in difficult situations where, you know, we lost a friend. I mean, both of us knew someone who was killed in a car crash and uh, I was very negatively impacted by that. I kind of fell apart emotionally and um, he didn't, Ben didn't. And Ben was just really supportive during that time. And he's gotten married. And of course he was at James's wedding. I had a lot of interaction with him and he was, um, I don't know how to say it, just a real encouragement in the way he, he gave a lot of insights into uh, things that I, uh, well, anyway, just stuff that was happening in our friend group and other things that really helped me see uh, that I am making a difference in the people around me. And I was just grateful to feel that, see that. And he's someone that I haven't talked to since he had a child. Um, since he and his wife had a son, he kind of has disappeared. He again, moved about a half hour away and, um, you know, has been involved in a different church group and everything. So I hadn't gotten to see him. And when I got to see him again, we just sort of picked up where we left off and it was a real blessing. So I know that's happened with several friends too, uh, that when they have moved away and we're not involved in the same group of, uh, whatever, we're not working together on a project or something, I, you know, have lost a little, you know, contact in the sense of time. But um, once we get back together, though, it's, we're, we're just where we were before. So I, I've had several friends like that. And Ben was one of them, which I tell a little bit about him in the blog. Yeah, yeah. We're getting, throwing all these names out there, Ben, Geraldo, James. So if you keep, I know, track, I should, keep in track of Marshall's friends at home, get a little spreadsheet going. God has blessed me. With uh, some very yeah. good friends. Well, I'm wondering because uh, the sand, it's it's you know we still have a little bit of time. Yeah, Marshall, oh, I it's, see. It's going, it's going down. I guess I guess what I want to figure out because you know you've got you've got a couple extra decades on a lot of people listening, and mm -hmm. I'm just curious, like as you as you continue to age, as you make these friendships, as guys get married, as they have kids. You mentioned Ben has a kid mm -hmm. now. And, yes, and that contact time kind of goes down, like. I guess trying to figure out, because I'm, I'm in that spot of being in my mid-30s and noticing that trend in my life when people get married or move away or whatever whatever it is, um, trying to find the sweet spot of like letting letting relationships change and that and if that means less time together or less moments together, um, not being bitter or jaded by that, but just appreciating the moments when you still can yes. connect. And that's easier said than done for a lot of people, depending on the friendship, but um, but that's something that I'm consciously aware of, I guess, and then working on more than ever. Yeah. Is that something you just learn with practice? Are you just uniquely wired that way? Or like, what do you, what do you so, think? Uh, some of it is I'm naturally, I care about people and I try to stay in touch, but I, there's a limit to how close you can be in certain situations. And I, I have allowed most of these situations to uh, uh not, we don't necessarily drift apart but we have less contact um i will take initiative every once in a while to um you know say hello 
Um, and that sort of maintains a little bit of a friendship. And there, it's usually uh, because they're busy with children. Children are all consuming, as they should be, you know. And um, when someone has children, I give them extra space. But I still, every once in a while, will take initiative to, you know, say something to them. And they always appreciate that. Um, I could go on and on about examples, but um, part of what happens is uh, you accept those changes, but you think of it as something that's a blessing to the other person. And that makes me happy if I'm making them happy. <laughs> if if I see them happy is what I meant to say. Yeah. 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 I think especially when they're parents, like I have this direct access, not direct access, but I have more of an understanding of what kids are like since my sister started having kids and just yes. recognizing like, oh my gosh, they require so much time and so much yes. energy. And so I can only imagine, you know, it definitely helps with empathy and showing grace to friends who are parents that, yes. um, yeah, maybe I'm sure they would love to be more available. I think that's what I've learned from interactions with parents is like, they're constantly looking for ways to, to get a babysitter or to have their kids cared for that they can escape for a little bit and, and go out and about. But, um, but it's definitely helped to like, know that there's a, um, that there's, there's a desire for, to parents to get out of the parenting mm -hmm. world, but then they also have their responsibilities. And so that's um, something that we just have to reckon with as single people out there listening um, and show, show a little grace and a little empathy for our married uh, friends who are parents as well. Like that's just uh, something I've had to learn myself too. Right. And one thing I do want to mention is um, I've allowed my work to really consume a lot of me because seriously, there's a lot more to do than there was a year or two or three ago. And, um, you know, that's not good. Um, I need to take some initiative to, um, re, uh, whatever, reinvigorate a lot of friendships that I do have in Yab. Um, I have been, you know, sort of out of touch with you, Ryan, others that I know well, and um, I will do something to change that because uh, you all are very valuable to me and I don't want to leave you hanging. <laughs> well, new year resolution. Oh, well, get back. Into I guess you could call it that. No question. I, my intention and you know commitment is to be more involved there. Um, I can certainly, you should, uh, there, we have ways of doing that. Like you've talked about. Immediately upon the end of this conversation, you should go onto our Discord and just- That's write, what I was going to say, write Discord. Write one yeah. comment, write one comment, and then people will be like, oh my gosh, Marshall. And then <laughs> you can reintegrate yourself a little bit, a little bit at a time. Well, uh, the last time I made the comment, I or one time right before uh, James and Maddie got married, I, I was feeling particularly down that day. And I made a comment about that and everybody just kind of jumped and said, we want to encourage you. And um, what was it? They said they'd be praying for me. And seriously, um, the following day or two or three, um, I got a lot of encouragement from local people that care very much about me. Um, and God used that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about Yab is people, whether you're consistent on the Discord or Zoom calls that we do, or whether you come around every once in a while, like uh, there's always support to be found. And so I know that you know that, mm -hmm. but I hope people listening know that as well. Um, I know time, life gets busy, work gets busy, family situations, friend situations, whatever the situation is. Sometimes you're not online all the time. And maybe that's a good thing for a lot of people. I know there are some times where I feel like it's almost healthy if I, if I have 
days of my life where I'm not so entrenched in the ob and I can like mm. be out with people IRL as they say. So, um, so it can go both ways, <laughs> but just know that you're always welcome. You always have a place with this Marshall. You've been there from the beginning and it's always mm-hmm. good to, always good to reconnect with you as, as always these conversations go fast. Oh yeah. And like I said, I love and appreciate them too. So you will be hearing more from me. I'm sure hopefully reading more from me too. I, I have more so. to add to that blog. Yes. Yeah. I hope you have more to add. I always enjoy, always enjoy hearing from you, our resident boomer. Thank you, Marshall. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, you don't mind being called a boomer, right? You, you, oh, ident- no, I'm, you I identify. admit my age. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I we need don't you. We need you to balance us out. <laughs> yeah. I, um, like I said, I very much admit my age, but I don't, uh, you know, identify with some of the characteristics normally associated with boomers. That's Probably right. some of them fit. Some don't. Well, we have you. You fit with us. And so I'm glad we yes. were able to have this conversation. Uh, go ahead and check out, check out Marshall's blog and um, shoot him an email and pester him to write another blog. <laughs> so I don't have to. <laughs> yep. All right, brother. Thanks for being here. I hope we talk to you again very soon. Thank you. And until we cast our next combo, everybody, see y'all then. Bye, friends. Bye.